Previously on Tabletop Trouble. Embarking on a new adventure, our heroes set out in search of their contact, an arcane smith known as Elton Swift Mallet. Upon arriving at Elton's shop, the Arcane Anvil, the shopkeeper's daughter promised to introduce our adventurers to Elton in exchange for fetching her father from the nearby tavern he had gone drinking at. After they entered the tavern known as the Ashhole, and having about ten too many drinks, our party stumbled back to the Arcane Anvil with their new dwarven drinking buddy in tow. It was then that the shopkeeper's daughter introduced herself as Elton Swift Mallet. Through her, they obtained a set of magically heat-resistant armor, and our heroes set off for the long-abandoned mines under Ashvale. There's not much to see as you go down, just rock walls that have been carved away hundreds of years ago. And as you get deeper, that growling gets quieter. You can't hear the wind reverberating off the tunnel walls anymore as you get deeper and deeper down. Every now and then, you see something skittering along the walls, some kind of cave-dwelling creature. But Elton doesn't seem to pay any attention to any of it. She seems kind of confident with how many times she's taken this path. And... Uh, Eventually, you reach the bottom of this shaft. I exit. Yeah, as you step off, you step into a large open cave with two lit braziers on opposite sides of the room that sit right in front of this elevator shaft. Ahead of you, you can see a long tunnel that kind of cuts deep into the earth, and a gate sits probably about 400 feet down this tunnel. And you can see it's kind of crumbled due to time, but as you look around this, this area, you can also see abandoned tools, wagons, and what appear to be explosives. However, unlike the platform you just rode down on, these things appear to be newer. The wood still has a little bit of moisture in it, unlike the dried wood you were standing on. Feels a little warm down here. <laughs> you, don't feel, you don't feel the, the effects of the heat due to oh. the silver weave you're wearing? Right. It you, does not feel warm down here. Yeah, I mean, you could tell, like, it should feel warm, but whatever magical properties this chainmail has, mm -hmm. it's protecting you from that heat. Oh, okay. So I can't feel, like, any kind of heat at all. Right. It's more I just, like, probably put mine on. <laughs> yeah, you feel very warm as you descend down. And as you put this on, it fades, providing you with, like, a cooling sensation. This uh, silver weave is great. You can burn to death and not feel a thing. I bet that's what the guy wearing mine... Yeah, yeah, that probably. sounds horrifying. Yeah, we, we found the charred remains down here, uh, want to say about a couple months back. How far away from the entrance was he? Oh, he didn't make it very far. <laughs> probably about 100 feet in. Found his burned corpse on the ground. Can I can I look 100 feet into the, the place? Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, you can see down the path. You can see the, the gate. It looks like it's been toppled over, but you can't see much beyond that from where you're at. I'm going to give those explosives you mentioned a wide berth yeah me and explosives are not <laughs> a good combination yeah you stay far away from these explosives it's kind of hard to avoid all the tools that are littered on the ground here you see pickaxes and various shovels that are just kind of look like they've been haphazardly discarded as if they were left in a hurry okay can i search for any like tracks or anything like that 
I mean, you see footprints, I mean, without even having to really search for them. What um, sort of footprints? All kinds of humanoid footprints, as well as what appear to be goblinoid footprints. You can mm. see bare feet, bare clawed feet uh, that leave tracks through the ash and the dirt. Well, um, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Yeah. I hope I see you again so that you can pay me for that weapon I gave you. I too hope that I can fulfill this debt. And if we don't, well, if you don't, I'll find your corpses and take whatever you got anyway. That works. All yeah. right. I'm agreeable to that. Have fun. And she pulls that lever and ascends back up. Is this the kind of thing one has really fun with, quote unquote? No. No, yeah. I didn't think oh, so either. Was this not, is this not supposed to be fun? I mean, Let's, for us, uh, this is, Kako, this is you your fun? initiation. No, Kako said it was supposed to be fun. He made it sound like we were going to go hunt a beholder and that would be a good time. We are. Yes. But she made it sound like us burning to death and getting our stuff was the fun thing. That's oh. what I was questioning. I, I, <laughs> I just realized we didn't tell Lessa that Turles and Yorith are down here. You just did. Oh, hey, Lessa, do you remember when she was talking about the big guy and the lanky one and then two other random people? Vaguely. I, I was a little drunk at the time. Yes, it seems that uh, the Inquisition fellows are oh, also fuck, here. Not those guys. Yes. Hopefully, ideally, they are uh, so stupid and incompetent that yes. they will be corpses somewhere in this place. If not, we can always uh, simply stab them. Because they clearly eat the baby. Um, do we want to be wishing for people's deaths? Even if we don't like them? Yes. If whatever happens, happens. I mean, you just let it go. That's my policy. But if we have a choice, I don't really care one way or another. But they kind of want us dead. So they're major dicks. Lessa, I'm sure you've learned at this point that monster hunting is not necessarily the killing of grotesque-looking creatures but specifically killing the things that eat or kill the baby. Uh, okay. Sometimes men are the monsters. Yes. Most of the time men are monsters. Yes. Okay. Well, then let's go hunt monsters. Am I yes. a monster? No. No, I you do not. You do not kill or eat the baby. So I would like to consult the spirits. Yeah. With, uh, I want to use augury. So you give me wheel or woe uh -huh. about how this first leg of the journey is going to go for us. Yeah, you meditate for a second, consulting the uh, spirit who lives within you. You sense a, an almost hatred coming from this spirit, as if where, wherever it is, it's not happy about it. But it returns you with wheel and woe. Well, that's mm. not great. Maybe it doesn't like volcanoes. Uh, shall we sally on? I don't know who Sally is, but let's go. <laughs> can we can we just establish something real quick? Oh. Because out of character? <laughs> no, in character. Oh, oh in yeah. Character. What's up, Isaac? I feel like you guys don't really understand the Inquisition and what they can do. Uh-huh. We don't need to engage them. We don't need to, but they are specifically coming after us. I'm saying we should go out of our way to avoid them. Well, yeah. But they're going to be where we're going anyway. I think that this is a perfect opportunity to eliminate them. I understand your concerns, Isaac. Uh, however, regardless of how difficult it might be, I think it would be like we are going to have to kill these individuals eventually. It might as well be in a plausibly deniable dungeon. 
If they accidentally get pushed off a cliff, don't they become less of a threat? Yes. If we accidentally let them uh, be consumed by a beholder or many goblins or uh, boulders falling, we don't... They, ha- they're cocky for a reason. And I'm not saying that because they have the right to be cocky, but it, they're cocky for a reason. And not just because they're assholes. They are assholes. The things that I've seen them do are not the things that we want to be on the other side of. I've also just seen a fragment of what they can do. Also, they live in a giant floating city, which is dope. I have a very uh, strong affinity towards floating things. I understand. Uh, we, We will take precaution, Isaac. And if things get bad, we out. Okay. Yes. We're here for you. I, that's not true, but I appreciate it. No, no, I mean, like, I'm here for you as a friend. Oh, all We're right. all in this together. I mean, <laughs> they, cannot, they can't be that powerful. They came down to a dungeon to fight a beholder with an, uh, an, old, an elderly person and some kind of sex pervert. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to mention I, the bondage guy again, I but I felt awkward fair. about it. I think their, their judgment <laughs> is perhaps uh, inadequate. I'll just note that these are the same people... Not these people specifically, but this organization. They're the same ones that cornered the, the most powerful person I've ever seen in my life. I'm still Who here. Is? They haven't cornered me. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it was you. <laughs> then Isaac clearly has not been paying the attention. Well. Anyway, I think we're all on the same page. So let's, yes. let's go. You guys push further down this tunnel towards that gate that uh, I had previously mentioned. And as you do, the smell of sulfur fills your noses. And it's kind of an overwhelming smell just from the lava and the stone. And as you approach this gate, the ground begins to shake um, as if there's some kind of earthquake going on. And a couple of stones fall loose from the ceiling. However, it settles after a second. And as you approach this gate... You can see it's almost as if someone punched a hole through it. Does it appear to well, be Judging a by recent. the size of the fist and what length, oh, it looks like Charles's head. Make an investigation check. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's a big yeah, fat... It's like an imprint of his face. <laughs> yeah, it's a board. big fat head. Eleven. You go over to this cracked stone, and as you run your finger along it, you have like soot on your hands, as if someone used an explosive to blow open this gate. Can we walk through it? Yeah, it's it's wide enough that you could like it's it's almost like half the gate is knocked down. Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna step through the gate gingerly. Yeah, you step through this gate and appear on the other side. Looking down the path, you can see what appear to be like carved walls, uh, as opposed to the rough cave walls you're currently standing in, as well as what appears to be a door in one of these walls there's a collapsed section of the tunnels that appear to give way to another tunnel beyond it but standing in front of both of those you see a pack of kobolds currently picking up tools from the the ground they're much bigger than these kobolds are so they're grabbing them and and trying to drag them away back to wherever they they're taking these things that's precious Um, let them have their tools do they appear to have hostile intent they haven't noticed you do we want do we want to come into conflict with these kobolds or try to sneak past them? I mean, are they is there a way to sneak past them? Is there a way to sneak past them? How many They're are blocking there? the main path. There's about 7 of them. I think perhaps one of uh we should announce ourselves. If they attack, we can always punch their faces in. 
Hey, get, shoot, get out of here. As you raise your voice, <laughs> these kobolds like snap their heads in your direction. They drop what they're carrying and scurry off into the tunnels. Oh, wow, that worked. They didn't really put up that much of a fight. I, I fear that they may alert other creatures. Remain vigilant. Yes. But let's continue. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a minute to just, I don't know, I guess rub soot on myself. I'm going to use my hide in plain sight ability. Yeah. You, yeah. you grab some of the ash and the soot and rub your armor down to give yourself a, a kind of camouflaged appearance. It's some apocalypse now. Just like, <laughs> should, should we do that? I mean, if you want, oh, I don't think it's already covered. In I don't think it's going to give you a plus ten bonus on your stealth checks, but I'm going to feel fine. Yeah, that looks really gross. I'm not going to do that. I have a feature that lets everybody notice me all the time. Oh no, that's oh, exactly the opposite of what Paco <laughs> just did. <laughs> we we should have uh, we should we should have tried to give them food. If I'm being now that I think of it, um, I take like two or three rations out of my explorer's pack and just leave them by the pile of tools as an offering. <laughs> sure, yeah, you place these down in hopes that the kobolds will come back and find and I, them. And I like crouch down and go <laughs> There's no further response. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit it the next time we run into a pack of uh, scared kobolds. As you push forward through this tunnel, there is a kind of unnatural tunnel to your left Ahead, there's that doorway that I mentioned. It's also on the same left uh, carved wall. However, it looks like the tunnel that was behind this doorway has caved in, leaving nothing but a huge pile of rubble blocking entry into that room. And then this cave just continues to wind around further and deeper into this tunnel. Okay, so perhaps since I have gone to all the trouble of rubbing dirt on my face, uh, I should move ahead (laughs) through this little tunnel to the left and scout it out while you all follow many paces behind. You squeeze through this tunnel. I just need you to make a dexterity saving throw. A dexterity saving throw. My goodness. Uh, It's a 24. Yeah, you step into this tunnel and you lose your footing for about half a second and you re-catch it, but it's almost as if the stone you're walking across is covered in, in a slime. I'm not going to rub that on my face. Okay, let's. Yes. That, now that we're clear about that. Yes, I'm going to continue moving ahead. Yeah, the last time we tried to touch something slimy, we all got some really obnoxious disease. Uh, <laughs> as we lose sight of Taco, I'm going to telepathically... You still alive? Yes. Okay, I'll keep checking. Yeah, so you all watch as Kako walks into this tunnel and... It's about a 50-foot-long tunnel that kind of just winds kind of unnaturally as if it was burrowed out of this this wall. Mm -hmm. But eventually you appear in what appears to be a a carved-out hallway made of dwarven stone. You can see dwarven faces and and sculptures carved into the stone hallway. Um, But then there's another one of these unnatural hallways that kind of winds along this wall. Uh, Directly in front of you is a single door. It looks like there was once two, but the wall has kind of caved in, knocking that other door out of its place. Mm-hmm. And then to your immediate left is another set of double doors. Do I see any uh, weird creatures? Nothing yet. Okay. And these double doors, does it, do either of them look like caved in and like impassable? Uh, from where you're standing, doesn't look like it. Okay. I guess I'll wait for everybody to catch up before I start throwing doors open and shit. Yeah. This Slowly but surely, cave. I'm just kind of... Making my way, like, down this. I can't really see 60 (laughs) feet. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I can't really see you because of the torch, but when I catch sight of you, I'm going to catch up to you. 
Yeah. Mm. You uh you push forward down this tunnel. Having seen Kako slip, you guys all are all able to maintain your footing down the, the tunnel. But similarly you trudge through this slime that, that is covering the ground. Um and then you arrive in this hallway that Kako was standing in with the three exits. Yeah, so there are two double doors and another weird tunnel. I'm gonna I'm gonna peek in the double doors kinda cracked stealthily, quietly. Yeah. You head directly north towards the set of double doors kind of stepping out of this uh, unnatural tunnel. More of the slime kind of leads to the the right of this hallway down a, a dark passageway. And then as you walk towards these uh, double doors, one of the doors has been caved in due to a rock slide, but this other one is still fully functional. And as you open this uh, stone door, it slides very creakily, um, but it does eventually budge out of its place and give way to a long, curved hallway. Are there any, like, visible features in this hallway? This hallway appears to have been the, the subject of, of a pretty bad rock slide, as half of the hallway is, is caved in. The half to your left, though, is totally fine. The stone carving in the walls still stands strong until about, I want to say, like, 50 feet down this curve. You can see something crashed through the wall, uh, exposing another room. Uh, do we want to check the other door before we pick one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we peek through the other double doors too. Yeah, as you're checking this one, Wiz and Rave, you both pull these double doors and, and they, they stick as if they haven't been opened for quite a long time. But eventually they give way, leading into a small empty room, probably no wider than 20 feet across and 20 feet deep. There are weapon stands and armor racks all through this room, but it looks as if they've been picked clean. None of the weapons are still here, and most of the racks are tipped over and broken due to their age. Mm. Another set of double doors lies directly across from the set you just opened. It's oh. more doors. And empty armor racks. But... Okay. We go and investigate the armor room. Can I just do a quick spot check to see if there's any, like, fucking any loot in here? No, this room's been thoroughly picked clean uh, there's broken wood from the weapon racks and a couple tipped over mannequins that probably stored armor at one point but they've long since given out to age and they're covered in splinters and broken pieces and as you push this other set of double doors in this room you can see banners that hang on both sides of the hall depicting what appear to be dwarven champions locked in battle you can see stone benches lined around this room, and in the center what appears to be a fountain. However, it's long since not run water through it. Atop this fountain is a statue of a dwarven warrior donned in a exquisite set of plate mail and wielding a large battle axe. Is it real plate mail or is it just a carving? It's a carving. Okay. Can I roll a history check to see what that is? Yeah, go, is? go ahead. A 20. 20? You do know a lot about just history in general, just from your upbringing. You can recognize this figure as a an ancient gladiator, probably lived about, I want to say like a thousand years ago. His name was Kigarath the Undying. As far as exits in this room, there is a large uh, immaculate set of double doors that lead deeper into what appears to be an arena, um, just by the layout of what you've seen. And then another set of similarly sized double doors to the ones you just walked through directly across from this room. We go and open the big doors. Yeah, as you step towards this big door, the ground kind of shakes again, but this feels kind of different than your previous encounters with the tremors here in the tunnels. In fact, 
this shaking is followed by a worm a voice oh that's i don't think worms can talk this voice shakes the very earth to its core you can feel every stone in this tunnel quake under the sheer power of whatever is speaking and it says to you turn back allies of the ash king you are not welcome in these halls and then the shaking comes to a stop who is speaking there is no response okay let's open the doors anyway did the voice sound familiar no darn it was a good try so we open the big doors yeah you want to defy the voice yeah we're here to kill whoever lives down here specifically he said he doesn't like the ash king and we're being paid by the ash king so i think we should probably kill this guy I'm just you know as a courtesy while they're arguing about this yes yeah go I'm... ahead and make a strength check oh hell yeah i don't really uh, like yeah. that <laughs> idea I'll, I'll help her i mean as long as the ash king does not eat the baby just a just straight strength yeah uh 19. Yeah, so with the combined strength of Isaac and Rave, these doors, they really fight as you try and push them, but eventually you hear click of the doors moving from their positions, and they slowly slide open, revealing a large stone arena with a fighting pit in the center of it. There are a couple rows of stands that overlook this arena, and then there are various pens surrounding this arena. (laughs) So before we enter this room... I think it is being fairly clearly telegraphed that we may have to fight creatures if we go in here. Do we want to do this? You're the one who wanted to go in here. I mean, well, yeah, and now we see what it is. I'm just going to go with the flow. Do you want my honest answer? Yes. Yes, I want to fight. Okay, so we have two impartials. <laughs> one no, one yes. Lessa, what do you think we should do? I'm new to this. I don't really have an opinion, unfortunately. Okay, let's go in. You can hear something growling from the pen across the arena. As you look into this arena, it, the floor is slick with goblin blood. Fresh goblin Gross. blood? It does appear to be. And now that you're further in, you can hear the sounds of what appears to be a scuffle coming from down in one of the arena doors. Um, in fact, it sounds like someone's banging against a wall almost. Uh, hello? There's no response. The sounds of fighting drown out your voice. What do we do? I don't know. This is giving me real bad vibes. Is it like solid doors or is it like bars? Each of the pens, of which there are four, have bars blocking them. You can't see into them just because it's too dark from where you're standing, but you can hear a growling coming from the northwest pen. And in front of this pen, you can see statues that are almost lifelike. It's almost as if they have this fearful expression on them. I want to get close enough to the growling pen to kind of see what's in it. I think I'll go towards the middle of the room. Yeah, you jump down into the arena and your boots kind of squelch uh, with the squish of goblin blood. It's almost like pooled up in the bottom. There's so many corpses in this arena. Rave. As you look into this, this cage, the growling getting louder as you do whatever in here clearly on the defensive as you approach it you begin to see the form of a creature you recognize, specifically as a basilisk. And I need you to make a constitution save. No, I can't do a basilisk. I can't do a basilisk. To describe this creature, a basilisk is a 
multi-legged giant lizard covered in spikes uh, and with glowing eyes. And as you make eye contact with this creature, it turns its victims to stone. And then with its terrifying jaws, rips those stone statues to pieces to devour them. No, I can't. Oh my God. Okay, look up. Real quick, audience, take your time while Katie's panicking to look up what a basilisk looks like. Then think to yourself, why did we come down here? And I'll tell you why. We're dumb. Yeah, I just want to apologize because, like, one of the first monsters I named in this thing was a basilisk because we found, like, all the stone statues in the forest. What'd you roll? And I was like, oh, it's what, clearly a basilisk, What right? did I need to roll? Was it constitution? Constitution. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just it's looked a, up the it's picture. It's a nine. It. Yeah, Rave, you feel your body stiffen as pieces of your limbs begin to turn to stone. Okay, I close my eyes immediately and say, if you come down here, don't look at anything. It's a basilisk. Lassie, uh-huh. do you have a mirror? What is everybody else doing here? Uh, well, I'm currently like standing near the middle of the arena. Yeah. You hear Rave yell to you not to come up, or if you do come up, to close your eyes. Yeah, I'm not going to look at the general area where the basilisk is. Uh, I guess I'm going to go try to pull Rave away from this thing while not looking at it. Yeah, you're making an honest attempt to not look at it, so you walk up to Rave, but Rave is is stuck. Her feet have melded to the ground. Oh, that's how that works. I'm here to back you up if you need it. If it comes out of its cage, or if some other stuff comes up, definitely avenge me. I mean, don't actually, don't get to the point where you have to avenge me. Save me first. But like, just give me a minute. I can do this. I've done it before. I can do this. Avenge me. No, no. I mean, wait, the step before that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Okay, so I'm going to conjure up a fog cloud. So I'm going to use fog cloud to create a kind of a mist between the basilisk and rave so that it kind of loses sight of her whiz uh summons up this fog cloud breaking the line of sight between you and this basilisk giving you an opportunity to break this petrification spell that it's cast upon you however since you are still half petrified you still need to save (laughs) i got a 16 and a (laughs) 4 well it's a good thing i had advantage having fought this creature once in the past and with the help of Wiz, managed to break this concentration with this creature and pull yourself from this petrification as the stone that was covering your body begins to recess and eventually you move out of the line of sight of this basilisk. It growls with an angry hunger as this fog cloud obscures it from vision and you feel the, the rocks shake as it throws itself against the iron bars. We gotta, we gotta go before I freak the fuck out. Thank yeah, let's go, let's go. I don't want to deal with this. Thank you for saving me. We gotta get the fuck out. Okay. Um, yeah, I've already as soon been as t- everybody is once. out of sight of the basilisk, I drop my concentration on the fog cloud and we hide, book it right out the door we came in from. Okay, so we're just falling back. Yeah. Okay. Other tunnel. Yeah, you guys fall back into the entryway to this arena. And then I'm gonna have a little, a quick little sit down. And cry a little bit. You good? You almost pulled an Isaac. I don't know what that means, but don't worry about me, baby. (laughs) Oh, Isaac was turned to stone because he got attacked by a bear. It wasn't a real bear. I know. Don't think about it too hard. It was like a bear basilisk. It was a 
Brascalus. Kako, where should we go next? Defer to you. Did you say that there was? Did you say there was another exit to this room? There's another set of double doors. Looks very similar to the ones you walked through. Let's check that out. That's how you guys know something's horribly wrong with Rave. She just deferred to Kako. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you run up and and push these doors open, and you find yourself in a very similar-looking armory room. It looks like this was a preparation area for whoever was fighting. But similarly to the other one, it has been picked clean. Okay, so there's no way out of this. So I say we should probably go back and check out the cave den tunnel. You make your way out through the other armory room that you first entered. You walk down this slick cave. And as you do, you can hear something up ahead kind of making a, a snoring sound. But it's almost bestial. Uh, do I recognize the snore? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not by the snore. Okay. Uh, um, but by the uh, tunnels that you have seen, the slime that has been left, you could make an educated guess that this was created by some kind of worm. Uh, Lessa. Yes. There, there is a worm about in this place. Uh, be prepared for that. They are quite grotesque. Um, aren't those, like, really dangerous? You wrote in one of your books that most people don't make it out alive after encountering one. Yes. Okay. Yes. What kind of worm did you write about in your book? Oh, I've written about all kinds of worms. I thought about this on the way in, but my favorite worm is um, the northern giant burrower. It is known to grab creatures out of the surface and then take them to long vertical tunnels like the elevator shaft and then throw them down so they don't have to fight anything. And then they just go back down to the bottom and then eat it. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I fought an Alaskan bullworm? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what it was like. I lassoed it and I rode it into the ground. Okay, so um, Kako stealthily moves forward. Yeah, make a stealth check. I follow. Uh, Make a stealth check. I get plus 10 because of face stuff i need wiz to make a stealth check too <laughs> that's just perfect i get a 20 yeah i'm also gonna follow i need you to make a stealth check too yeah i'm trying to ruin this for kako why would you do this my stealth is zero you say you say that after we just encountered a basilisk oh yeah you know what you guys did something good for me i, sh- I still i wanted to fight that basilisk <laughs> it's a seven it's a six <sighs> Kako, you sneak into this tunnel and you can see this monstrous purple worm in this den it's made for itself, surrounded by the corpses of kobolds, goblins, bugbears, all kinds of cave-dwelling creatures, as well as a couple of humanoids, but their flesh has been picked clean. Uh, do I, can I identify the variety of worm? Uh, it's a purple worm. <laughs> That's literally what literally it's called. Just said that. <laughs> um, okay. And it is is currently curled up, sleeping in the center of this den, wrapped around what appear to be two tinier wormlings. Uh-oh. It's a mama worm? Uh do I think I can take it? You know that this will be a tough fight, but as you have that thought, Wiz and Rave stumble into the room. They kick a stone, and the stone <laughs> tumbles by your feet before it spins and makes a clunking sound as it falls over. And this worm snaps to attention and opens its jaws in your direction, letting out a loud scream. 
Fuck. Isaac and Lessa can still run away. I will start screaming. <laughs> Behold, it is I, Marbles, the update's warlock. Yes, I have made a pact with a strange being from another realm, and in order to satisfy my patron, I must give you updates regarding this here podcast you are listening to. Whatever that means. I am a well-established character and definitely not something that the narrator just made up because he was bored talking to himself. First up, I need to apologize as it appears that we forgot to do a bounty board in the last episode. Clearly whoever was in charge of putting that together messed up. We have hired Marbles here. Oh, that's me! to fulfill the new role of Bounty Board Reader. And if he forgets, well, we'll simply write him out of existence. Oh shit, I hope that doesn't happen. I do like my existence. You may have noticed that episodes are coming out with more frequent regularity. That is because we have finally figured out an editing plan that works. So go and give these kids a round of applause for finally getting their shit together. This next part's a bit confusing, but it says you can go to their twitter.com account, eh, at Tabletop Trouble. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag TroublePod and follow all of the individual twitter.com profiles of the cast and crew, and maybe join their Discord because it is very dead and has nobody in it. He doesn't say that in the script, but I feel like throwing shade right now. If you like our theme music, it is a track called Light Years From Home by Andromeda. So give them a follow over at andromeda.bandcamp.com. They always make dope shit. I will see you next episode, assuming the god who created me does not get bored of this gimmick and decide to entirely scrap me. Enjoy the show! is going to glare and whiz for a second <laughs> and you can see this uh, purple worm that you have now identified it is coiled around these two adolescent worms that it appears to be protecting Kago's just going to kind of stick his hand out to whiz and uh, rave just be like shh uh, before we do anything else I need everyone to roll initiative oh fuck no oh f- fuck <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what did you get, Kako? An eight. I also got an eight. I also got an eight. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Oh my god! Can I go first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, yeah. What did you roll for initiative? A twelve. Oh, okay. Well, then oh. Isaac's going first, probably. Do you want to go after Kako, or do you want to go after me? I'll go after you. Okay. This worm is going to pull itself very close to you, Kako. It's only about 10 feet away from where you're standing. And the size of this creature is enormous. 
And you can see around this room what appear to be holes that it has burrowed around to various parts of this cave. The walls and, and ceiling of this tunnel almost look like Swiss cheese with all the holes that have been drilled by this creature. And as it turns its head in your direction, it lets out a yell again, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, sick. Oh, 17? 17. The loud guttural scream reverberates off the walls of this cave, and you can feel the cave shake under the sheer pressure that this creature is letting off. And stones begin to kind of fall around you, but you hold still against this scream and manage to keep yourself steady in the face of this beast. The wormlings that are still kind of tucked away, they chirp not nearly as loud of a screech. You can tell they're very young, probably not more than a couple months old. It's not nearly as, as threatening as this giant worm is. Mm -hmm. um, but besides their screeches, they don't do anything else as they're kind of carried around this room by this creature. Uh, Isaac, you're up. You are standing outside of this room, having just watched Kako, Wiz, and Rave disappear into the darkness, and you've heard a couple of screams that are worrying, to say the least. As you hear these screams, the, the cave shakes, and you hear what sounds like a rock slide. I, I draw my sword, and I cast light on it to kind of use it like as a makeshift torch, and I run into the cave. Isaac, you run into this cave. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Twelve. As you run into this cave, the floor is slick with this slime, and you kind of slide slightly as you slide into the room. And you see as this light lights up the room, and everyone else, you can now see, not clearly, but you see this giant beast that Kako has warned you about off in the distance as it turns its head towards Isaac's direction and begins to kind of burrow itself against the ground. I imagine that my hand is still up because I haven't moved. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of frantically wiggle my finger at Isaac <laughs> without moving. <laughs> kind of a worried expression on Kako's face. <laughs> Could I throw my javelin across the room and into one of those little holes that you mentioned? Mm -hmm. And then conjure a barrage? So uh, you basically just want to throw this and make a lot of noise. Make a lot of noise over there. Yeah, I could say you could do that. Okay, so I do that. Yeah, I'm not going to have you roll anything for it because you're not attacking you're not attacking you're just trying to throw this weapon and yeah you throw this weapon and as you like move and, and let out a, a bit of a grunt as you throw it the creature turns its attention towards you but as it goes to move towards you uh barrage clatters against the back wall of the cave and it echoes off of the cave and kind of reverberates through it before echoing away and this creature turns its attention towards that and begins to slither in the direction of that and try to like walk away <laughs> Yeah, you want to sneak away? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I got a 21. Um, you're able to, to step back just the way you came, avoiding all the bones that would crunch beneath your feet, and you make your way back towards your party. Okay, and then I'm going to... I'm going to... Shh. Walk away. Slowly. Quietly. This is me giving a thumbs up without saying anything. Wizman, float if you can. I start levitating. <laughs> All right. Wiz, you start levitating, and, and what are you doing? Uh, Levitating away. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. It was uh, it was Rave's turn first. That's fine. It doesn't matter. You can levitate first. Okay. Well, I'm just going to levitate and backtrack. So I'm going to go back through the hallway I came from. So Yeah, you float back out to the hallway. All right, Rave, you're up. What are you doing? 
Um, I am also going to float backwards. <laughs> what? Out into the hallway. Surprise, you can, you can float. I've been a floater the whole time. <laughs> um, not the best. Is that your nickname <laughs> now? Floater? What? Does that mean something that I don't know? Uh, you should like poop. I don't poop, so I don't know what that means. Um, I like. <laughs> I'm gonna turn around very, very slowly to push Isaac out of my way so I can walk past him. Yeah, you're gonna need to make a stealth check. Okay. It's a six. Yeah, you step back, having watched Wiz float out of the room, and as you do, you hear a crunch as you step on what appears to be like a femur that oh, no. breaks beneath your feet and it echoes through this room and so then i book it <laughs> you're gonna book it there's no point in being quiet anymore um but this creature has once again turned its attention back towards the party good luck <laughs> it's the worm's turn uh the worm is going to slam its face into the ground and begin to burrow beneath the solid stone around the base of its body and it pulls itself under the ground and you see the tail disappear beneath the ground with it oh i don't like that <laughs> you can see the ground kind of like cracking as it moves towards your direction but you can't really get a good idea on where it is at the moment the wormlings have, have disappeared under Stop. the ground with it you can't see what they're doing either isaac it is your turn again the wormlings moved underground too they're, they're like wrapped around this worm. oh no Does, is this thing a monstrosity gargantuan monstrosity okay wonderful so are we still being quiet after seeing yes. rave just like fucking hightail it out of there don't <laughs> yes. think so uh yeah i don't think i really have anything that's gonna help in this situation i'm just gonna try to cautiously back out of here and join the rest of the party are you sneaking um yes <laughs> yeah okay so you can move half your speed okay <laughs> Uh, that's a five. As you uh, step backwards, your boots kind of get stuck. And as you pull your boot out of the slime, it makes like a squelching sound as you pull it out. That definitely is called attention to your direction. Uh, Kako, you're up. Can I roll a perception or anything to try and discern where this thing is now? Yeah, go ahead. Make an investigation check. 21. Based on the cracks and the, the rubble you can see forming around the ground where this thing moves, you can guess it's moved about... 25 feet towards your direction okay i'm going to stand perfectly still you're not gonna do anything i'm gonna stand perfectly still cool yeah you stand not moving your spot and it is wiz's turn i'm still levitating sure um <laughs> hey so i want to use fairy fire what's that do it says each object in a 20 foot cube within range is outlined in blue green or violet light your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light. If it fails a dexterity saving throw for the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Sure. Uh, so I want to cast light on this creature. I would say that you know where it went underground and due to the size of this creature, you could probably make an educated guess on where you need to cast it in order to hit it. Uh, what kind of saves it? Dexterity? dexterity? Yeah, dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, okay. That's a 10. All right. Yeah. I had to save against the 16. So 
shining bright. Yeah, you throw this fairy fire where the creature went underground, hoping to hit some piece of it so that the spell will have effect. And as you do, you can see purple light shining through the cracks where it has disappeared beneath the ground, illuminating this room, giving you kind of a a vague outline of where this creature is under the ground. Oh, shit. Let's go. Okay, so it's concentration up to a minute. This is a bonus action. I'm going to use Mantle of Inspiration on everybody except for myself. So Lessa, Kako, Isaac, and Rave. Four allies gain 11 temporary hit points. And you can use the reaction right now to move your speed without provoking an opportunity attack. Yeah. And I would say that you would do that with stealth thanks to the spell. So if you guys wanted to move, you could. So I just kind of like point to you and Lessa and I'm like, come on, let's go. Um, I guess... Less than I should just probably scoot a little bit back and give it a wide berth. Okay. It's like 10 feet to the side. Rave, so like- where are you moving to? I'm going to go through that door towards the tunnels. Okay. Yeah. You uh, head back up through the northern door back towards the direction of the arena. You can see evidence of a, a recent rock slide that has blocked off your egress through this tunnel. You are sealed from all the exits you've seen on this side of the map. Okay, so like I want to get back to the main... The cave entrance? Sure. All known ways to get there are currently blocked. So yeah, let's go down this route with the broken down door. Let's get the purple worm in the arena and open up the door for the basilisk. All right, hear me out. And we let him duke it out and see which one fights. And we have Mike roll initiative with himself until uh, they're done. Well, I will say the, the basilisk stands no chance against the purple worm. Really? The worm doesn't have eyes. It's blind. Yeah, the basilisk. <laughs> the basilisk is just basically an alligator at that point. The yeah. worm's going to eat it alive. Yeah, I didn't think Attack. about that part. <laughs> basilisk is not, a, is not a powerful creature. It just, when it gets the drop on you... It, yeah, it petrifies you. you. Gotcha. Well. Hmm. <laughs> the worm is up, and you see this, this light that's underneath the ground rapidly move in the direction of Wiz, and it, <laughs> it bursts through the ground right where Rave was standing. Uh, Wiz narrowly avoids him burrowing through the ground. However, it has sensed you, Wiz, I didn't eat what? I didn't roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's just close enough. It has come to sense you. Yeah. It can okay. smell your <laughs> I, I can smell you. And it is going to attempt to bite you. Oh. Do it, fucker. Oh, no. It was bite it back. Uh, <laughs> Wiz, no, don't bite it Does back. Does a 23 hit? <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Does it? <laughs> God. I hate when DMs do that. Does a 23 hit? <laughs> All right, lay it on me. I'm doing math still. Oh, oh, great. Okay, <laughs> that's I a think, good sign. I think you were wrong. We should stay as a cluster, and then we can argue that our combined armor class. <laughs> uh, you feel this creature rip you out of the air as you're levitating against the ground, and oh, I was you. no longer levitating because oh. I had to focus concentration yeah, on almost fairy as fire. you drop. You are lifted off off the ground as no. this creature gets you and uh, snatches you in its jaws and you take 23 points of damage. Oh. How much How much health do you have? Uh, 72 total. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, it's a net 20. 21. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> 
<laughs> what did I just miss something or <laughs> just barely <laughs> 21 uh yeah as this creature attempts to like lift its head back and attempt to swallow you <gasps> whole you bash it in the face and it drops you on the ground right where you were standing and you you pull yourself up as this creature looks around trying to sense you again Jesus Christ it's been a while since I rolled a nat 20, but thank God I did, because I would have been worm food. This purple light uh, fades away from this creature as you are thrown to the ground, nursing your wounds. Uh, Isaac, you are up. You just saw this giant worm burst through the ground and throw Wiz to the ground in its jaws. Jesus. I was trying to see if there was anything I could do to help you, Wiz, but I don't think there's a whole lot I could do other Mm-mm. than attack the damn thing. Yeah, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt against the purple worm. Uh, a flash of light streaks towards a creature of your choice within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On hit, the target takes 46 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your turn has advantage, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on this target until then. What was it, Jace? What else did that that mantle of inspiration didn't do anything else other than the reaction? Just eleven extra hit points. Okay. You get eleven temporary hit points in a reaction. <clears throat> well, that was a nat range. one to hit. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Oh no. I can give you bardic inspiration next turn, but I couldn't do, do that. Do you have a whole. regular inspiration? No. No. Okay. Yeah. No. You cast this guiding bolt, but. You're just too taken aback having seen this thing take a bite out of Wiz. It whizzes right past its head. Aha. We're going to make that joke every time I say Wiz. Yes. I <laughs> and mean, shame on you for not expecting otherwise. I didn't make my name Wiz, so this could happen. But it was definitely a plus. This thing is, the danger level is high with an exclamation point and underscored. So... So what you're saying? It is saying, my impression we should attempt to avoid kill this the fight. babies. No. And piss it <laughs> off. No. Because like we still have to find a beholder at the end of this. Yeah. Statistically or, speaking, I don't know if this is a good or use do of we our, our have to fight the beholder. We do have to fight. Or the beholder. Or what if we befriend it? No, we have to fight the beholder. Uh, Kako, uh-huh. you Kako. are up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Lessa. I'm gonna be like, don't move. Stay there. Uh, and then I'm going to run up to baby one. Sure. And I'm going to grab it by the tail, lift it up. Yeah, you grab it by this tail, and you can see a pretty nasty stinger on the back of this this creature's tail. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. do the cobra thing where I grab like the very nape of the tail uh-huh. where the stinger is, so it can't like fucking lash back at me. Uh, and then I'm just gonna try to drag it away. Yeah, I could say you could drag this thing at full speed. At full um, speed? Yeah, it's not super heavy. It's it's a worm. It's not full grown. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. And then I'm gonna start shouting. And then I'm gonna specifically shout at Lessa to throw rocks uh near me. She goes to, to speak, but Len looks at the worm and hesitantly nods in your direction. Okay. Uh Wiz, you're up. You've just pulled yourself off the ground. This creature is right. currently scanning its periphery for you. You could tell that just by how close you are that it could probably sense you when the time comes. Yeah. I'd like to start off my turn by saying, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> and now I need to kind of get off my ass and start doing some shit. All right. I think I should just do what I was born to do. Is that is that run away? 
Wiz is just gonna start like sparking with energy off of being, you know, dropped to the ground. Pretty hurt from getting bit and almost swallowed. But uh, yeah, he's just gonna retaliate right off the bat. I'm gonna use Ice Storm and I'm gonna use Heart of the Storm with it. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Nope. All right, now this is where the fun part starts. This this may not surprise anyone, but this giant worm is not very dexterous. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> one more, one more. Okay, so that's 20 bludgeoning damage and 20 cold damage. And then since I was using Heart of the Storm, they take four lightning and four thunder damage. Are you going to stand your ground there or are you going to move and risk an opportunity attack? Yeah, I guess I'll move like 15 feet backwards. Okay. For me, it's going to make an opportunity attack. You rolled a one. Oh, all right. <laughs> he bit his own baby. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is thrashing around in your direction as you step back, but you step back enough that it isn't able to hit you. But as it hits the wall of this cave you feel more of those rocks loosen and fall around you causing more of this landslide to cave in we're all gonna get buried there's nothing else oh yeah uh we're eating rave so i've changed my mind about running away i'm gonna rage and i'm gonna throw a javelin at it okay here's the great thing I also have ancestral protection, which means that since this is the first thing I'm attacking, it's going to have disadvantage on attacking anybody other than me. Okay. 21. That is it. But I have extra attack. So okay. it's nine damage for the first one. And then 22 for the next attack. Then 10 damage. Yeah, you hurl this javelin into the worm, and it kind of lets out a yell as it sticks into its tough hide, and it turns its face in your direction and begins to kind of burrow its way towards you. Telepathically. Isaac, I suggest you move. I sidestep. Uh, it's Lessa's turn. Lessa is going to grab a couple of stones off the ground and throw them in your direction, Kako. And you can see the, the worm turn its direction briefly away from Rave. And as it does, it lifts its tail out of the back of the, the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is the worm's turn. The worm is going to slither its way towards Rave pushing itself through that door, busting it off of its hinges as it narrowly squeezes in. It's going to move its tail right up to you, Kako, and swing its stinger in your direction. Uh, yeah, that is definitely going to be a hit. I don't know. So, Hope you got good health insurance. Uh, so you're going to take 22 uh, piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That's a 7. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> I, have, oh. I have no advantages against poison. Yeah, you are struck by this tail, and as it pierces your flesh, you can feel it pump poison into your veins, and you take 41 poison damage. Holy what the fuck? fuck? Okay, so is, how much damage is that? Uh, 22 plus 41, that's 63. Uh, <laughs> hey, you need a health potion? You're going to be attacked by its face, yes. Rave. It has advantage against you. Yes. I don't think it's going to need it. That is higher, but it still didn't need it. 
Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Uh, that's 24 uh, piercing damage. Oh, okay. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. What does a three get me? Wait, saving, wait, saving throw. Yeah, what does a three get me? <laughs> it gets you swallowed <gasps> as you are pulled into uh, this creature's <laughs> mouth. And you no. are swallowed whole by this creature. You're still alive. You are just inside the okay. belly of this Okay, I take beast. turns telepathically screaming in all of your heads. Uh, yeah, so Isaac, you just watched Rave get swallowed whole in front of you. Fuck, Rave. Hey, do you, do you have a little, um, a ring that says swallowed or vor? Do you have a uh, vor token? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have, there's probably a restrained. Close enough. Uh... Kako, I need you to make a strength saving throw as this creature you are holding is going to attempt to wriggle its way out of your hands. Uh, 22. Oh, I, yeah, there's no way it's going to beat that. Uh, yeah, you hold No, you this, little shit. <laughs> you hold this creature, <laughs> and you can see that stinger, like, flex as it tries to, to stab you, but it's not able to move as it tries to wriggle its way away from you, letting out, like, cries as it does. Mama! Mama! <laughs> The other worm is going to wiggle its way down the hallway. Um, it can't get very far on its own. It can only move about 15 feet. Uh, but it's going to move in the direction of Wiz. God, I'm having like PTSD when I see this little worm <laughs> around the corner. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Isaac, get you're up. I'm going to hit it with flame strike. Cook me alive. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to try that. to chew my way out of here. All right. I'm basically just going to aim like at its head and neck, try to encompass that. Each creature in a 10-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder, point on a point within range, must make a dexterity saving throw. Yo, all with this dex. Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 12 fire damage. 20 radiant damage. You strike this worm with your flame strike, and this burst of, of flame and energy shoots out from the ground beneath its head and totally encompasses it. And you can hear a sizzling and popping as the flesh cooks under <laughs> this fire. And as it pulls itself out, it begins to gag and spits out rave onto the ground right in front of the tunnel entry where you are standing. I lived, bitch! You're alive! <laughs> Kako, you are up. You have this uh, this wormling in your hands. You just felt the ground shake as this creature bashed its head against the walls, seeing uh, the fire that rose from the tunnel where your allies were. Okay, uh, I'm going to drag Mr. Wormling, uh, and then I'm going to uh, cast Ensnaring Strike, which next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack, uh, a writhing mass of thorny vines appear at the point of impact, and the target must succeed on a strength save. Yep. And I'm going to plop this thing down on the ground and then just kind of bring my axe down on it. Yeah. I say you're, you're holding this thing down and it's writhing in your hands as you go to hit it. Attack with advantage. This is going to be the episode that gets tweeted to PETA. <laughs> uh, I could take him. 19. <laughs> yeah, that's a hit. Okay. Uh, and then it has to do a strength save. Doubt it's going to. No. No? Okay. Cool. It's restrained. You bring this axe down on this creature as it writhes in your hands. And as it's gripped to the ground by these vines, it does indeed let out a screech that echoes off the, the walls of this cave. It's not a terrifying, it's more of a terrified yell. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see the giant wormling turn its attention towards this screaming wormling and begin to kind of slither in, in your direction. It's not moving, but it's getting ready to. Perfect. I have attacked your baby. Restrained. Wiz, you're up. I'm going to buckle down 
and cast lightning bolt to baby worm and mama worm. Yeah, that's going to go right through Isaac, too. I can reduce his damage and yeah. he can heal himself. And it's He'll not win. like I haven't done that before. Yeah, if there's one thing this party is good at, it's <laughs> it's taking lightning bolt damage. Yeah, we're fucking pros at it. All right, well, I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, I'm also going to empower and quicken, and I'm going to cast this at fourth level. Okay. Go big, go home. Uh, no on the big worm. No on the baby worm. What do I have to do? Dex? Dex. <laughs> no. No, nobody passed. Okay. Yeah, get that right up in the mic. 20, 35, 37. Yeah, okay, I guess it's just 37 damage. Okay. You uh, ready this lightning bolt, and as your fingers outstretch and you cast this lightning bolt across the battlefield, it strikes the wormling first, who shakes for a second from this electricity and then pops, leaving nothing where it was standing other than bits of worm. Uh, The lightning bolt travels then through the giant worm, who lets out a yell that that reverberates off the walls of this cave uh, before it passes through the worm and into Isaac. I need a raging token. Oh, okay. Because I killed baby? I want to kill the baby. It's fine. I meant to get one for myself. Why did you kill the baby? I know it only have 37 hit points or less. Why did you kill the baby? Oh, now we're the ones that killed the baby. They're literally harmless. Well, not yeah. until they become like the mama. None well, yeah, but on their own, they're literally harmless. They just die in a few weeks. Why didn't you say that before she cast? Because it's sensitive to fucking vibrations and shit. Okay, first of all, you're in the room. I'm out here, and I just got bit by this motherfucker, so I'm gonna kill its baby. Okay, um, well, now that the baby's dead, um, I was also gonna cast Ray of Frost. 18 plus 8? Yeah, that's a hit. 26. 9 cold damage. And now, uh, speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Okay. So uh, maybe that'll slow it down a little bit. Uh, Rave, you are up. You are prone. (laughs) All right, I'm going to get up. Because the worm is still just in front of me vibing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has turned all of its attention towards Wiz. (laughs) Okay. It is not paying attention to Kako anymore. Then I'm going to slash at it with my axe. It's just 13. You strike it across the face. It's still not paying any attention to you. Lessa is going to uh, draw her javelin from her back, and she's going to cast Twin Strike on her javelin. And as she holds it out in front of her, she surrounds it with water and pushes it through the air with this water and as it slices through the tail she circles it back around to slice it in the side as well wow so i gotta roll for hits <laughs> so what nice. are, what are they teaching you at warlock school <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately her first attack is a miss so as it slides past she falters in holding the water but her second attack does strike into the uh, back of the uh, worm, and you can see her driftwood javelin poking into the skin. Fuck yeah. Lessa, that was so fucking cool. The worm is up. Having just been struck by Lessa, it is going to swing its tail in Lessa's direction. <laughs> How the <laughs> fuck is Lessa going to be the one person who avoids the attack? Oh, thank God. <laughs> 
she rolled. It's because she's the it coolest. It rolled a three. Uh, Lessa, having seen this strike, dives out of the way, and the the tail smashes against the wall behind her. Whiz, this giant purple worm is going to tunnel in your direction, and as it bursts into the ground in front of you, it's going to try and snatch you in its jaws. Uh, what is your AC? It's a 12. Oh, that's really low. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought maybe you would have passed it, but uh, no, it hits. That's a 26 piercing damage, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Goodbye to you. <laughs> it's a nat one. As you are lifted into the air by this monstrosity, you feel it wrap around your entire body as you are slowly swallowed whole by this creature. I don't know what I expected. Uh, <laughs> the wormling is up. It's going to try and free itself. <laughs> Come in over. Um, hey, Isaac, I'm it's in the so- fucking worm. <laughs> you what? Yeah, I'm in the worm. Could you, like, get me out of the worm? Isaac, you are up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna run into the room, and I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast. Oh, yeah. Eldritch Blast. Does an 11 hit? No. Oh, boy. Uh, 24. Yes, that's a hit. And 20. Yes. 6 plus... 15 is 21. 21 damage? Yeah. Yeah, you fire your Eldritch Blast in the direction of this worm, and as they collide with the rough hide, they explode with fury, but you don't see it cough anything up this time. Fuck! And with that, Kako, it's your turn, your plan having just been foiled by your own allies. (laughs) I'm gonna first move 10 feet away from the... uh... The wormling. Yeah, it's going to try and sla- slash it or you with its tails it does, but it, since it's restrained, it's not able to get you. Okay. I'm also going to just go ahead and have myself a greater healing potion. Yeah, I get I get seven health. Wiz, it is your turn, and unfortunately you are starting this round inside the belly of this beast. You are both blinded and restrained, so there's not a lot of actions you can take. Yeah, all right. I'll hit it with my storm staff. Uh, you are going to have disadvantage because you're restrained, though. First roll is a 16. Next roll is a 24. But <laughs> does a 16 hit? All right. <laughs> yeah, you struggle <laughs> against the, the pulsing throat of this creature as you are swallowed further. Rave, you are up. A significant portion of the snake is above ground and I can see it. Yeah, all the snake is above ground. You just can't see its head because of where it is. Oh, that's fine. I just want to know how much of the snake is sticking out so I can make sure to go at least six feet back from the mouth of the snake and then I'm going to slash it with my axe. Okay. Definitely a worm audience. We were saying snake because it is snake-like. worm. (laughs) Beetlejuice. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. It is the worm from Beetlejuice. Got a nat 20 plus 8. Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> that's a crit. Here's the really cool thing. I get an extra dice for that. So uh, so that's 20 damage for my first attack. Okay. 24 to hit for the next one. Yep. 15 damage. 
Can I see whiz in the opening that I've created? You Have I created an opening? Hack through the side <laughs> of this worm, and as you do, you feel it like thrash against the side the sides of this cave, and more of this tunnel falls in. In fact, you could see rocks in the room you are in, Kako, begin to fall from the ceiling as the structural integrity of this cave is starting to give. Oh, lovely! And you can hear that gagging spitting sound as whiz you are spit out of the creature uh lessa is up she is going to shimmy her way along the wall towards the cave opening and as she gets close to isaac she's gonna attack the creature with her hand axe it just bounces off the hard hide of this creature though and she's not able to do any damage the worm mm-hmm. is up and it is going to lift its head into the air and burrow beneath the ground, disappearing as it pulls its body beneath the ground. So now what if we all just run? What's to stop it from... Well, it doesn't matter. It's not like we can chase after it. Did it look pretty hurt when it left? It's beyond it bloodied. Hmm. Either way, this cave's about to collapse. We should get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, would I be able to discern what direction it's moving in? Just from like the sound or something? It's very hard to determine with the the cave shaking the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything feels like rumbling right now. Okay. Okay. So my concern is less beating the worm and more getting the four of you to safety. Yes. I fucking agree with me. I've died. The worm is pretty maternal, so we should probably get as far away from its surviving child as we can. Isaac, it is your turn. So, running, yeah? Yes. Yes. Yeah, bye. Actually, I'm going to go help Wiz up. You're dragging Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I'm helping him up and dragging him along. All right. Uh, Kako, you're up. Um, Yeah, I'm going to fucking move away. Avoiding the tail as you move along the cave wall back towards the entrance where your allies have been stuck for this fight. Uh, you can finally, once again, see them as opposed to just seeing the effects of their spells and attacks go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like drenched in like spit right now, and I'm just kind of being like helped by Isaac. Wiz, you're up. I'm gonna follow Isaac's lead and just go ahead. I would move without you, right? So I guess I can use mantle of inspiration again on uh, on all of us. Oh, so we all can just move again? Let's see. I'll do four people. So yeah, okay, I'll do everybody. So we can all move thirty feet right now and get the fuck out of here, including Lessa. Wonderful. Yeah, you guys step through this this doorway, and as you do, Kako, you can see this worm burst up through the ground uh, near the baby that you had previously restrained. At this point, the cave is totally giving way as rocks are collapsing and falling all around, blocking your view of this creature. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck me. 13. As you uh, push your way through the door that was pushed down by the worm, you uh, are hit by some of this rubble, and you're going to take five points of damage. Okay, that's not that bad. But as you step through this threshold, the entirety of the cave behind you gives way, sealing this this tunnel from the rest of the cave. You can hear the screams of the worm as the rubble finally comes to a stop, and then silence. <sighs> Good job, Lessa. Uh, that was kind of rough, don't you think? Yes, but you did really well. Kako, I want you to take a point of inspiration for uh, attempting to distract the worm and avoid the fight. Attempting. <laughs> uh, you guys are standing in the collapsed hallway uh, where you previously had ventured when you made your way to the arena. You know up ahead that the basilisk is waiting 
locked in that cage. By this point, your smoke that you had used to cover its eyes has probably dissipated. Uh, Real quick, I'm just going to go ahead and use all three of my greater healing potions. (laughs) Do you want to just take a a short rest? rest? That works too. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, go ahead and take a short rest. You guys can expend hit die to recover some health. Well, everybody can take 10 temporary hit points if you don't already have temporary hit points. You take oh, the oh, I have a feature. I have a feature, <laughs> guys. Song of Rest. All allies hear your song during a short rest and gain, gain an extra 1d6 hit point. My Song of Rest That's is going to be about getting oh, eaten by a worm. Yeah. That doesn't sound very restful. Getting eaten by a worm. That's an anxiety sleep where you wake up every couple minutes and go, did my alarm go? No, okay. Did my alarm go? How much more time do I have? Fucking 30 minutes. Okay, whatever. You all hunker down in this collapsed tunnel. The cries of the worm fade off in the distance, and pretty soon the the quaking begins to quiet. And the only sound you can hear is from Wiz's song of rest. As you settle and nurse your wounds from that hard-fought battle you had against the purple worm. I like I ring out my braids so I get all the worm drool out of them (laughs) you're pretty covered in this worm slime at this point especially those of you who are swallowed i use my fey magic to appear cleanly (laughs) but i'm not you still smell like worm drool yeah Yeah. as you ring out the drool uh you can see lessa standing like with a vial trying to catch some of it (laughs) to the vial okay i aim for the vial then Uh, oh thank you um she fills it up she corks it and sticks it into her bag do you have any nefarious plans for that? Oh, I have no idea what it's going to do. I it's just... a, it's an excellent drain cleaner. <laughs> oh, I okay. need a bath right now. Is that true or is that one of your made up ones? The... I, you know what? I'm just going to assume it's true. I need a bath. Help. <laughs> you can't see like the bottle that she has. It's kind of like fizzing. Like, it does appear to be a little corrosive. It's on yes. me. Do I have like water in my pack? I strip down and start showering myself with my water skin. <laughs> like... Sure. Yeah. You have a water skin. I'm just going to chill. I'm not too Is worried. all my hair. Kako, is all my hair going to fall out? No. I don't want to look like you. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> My hair, it's so beautiful. Wow, just wow. rub it in. That big, was... big wow. <laughs> Is that not a style choice? No. My apologies. <laughs> My hair fell out 50 years ago. How else you had 250 good years? No! <laughs> and I panic even more. Now three, that two, we're, uh, you know, probably not going to die from a purple worm. Are we just going to continue forward into that arena again with the basilisk? I mean, we don't have to fight the basilisk. Yeah, you just don't have to look at it. Yeah, yeah it's just locked up. Mm. Yeah, to be clear, the basilisk cage is on like the upper ring of the arena, whereas the doors that you had previously seen are in the lower like fight pit of the arena. So some dumbass would have to go out of their way to get directly in front of the basilisk cage. <laughs> I mean, you, Some you did fucking you did idiot. Go explore to, that cage. Some goddamn loser would have to just. <laughs> are you telling me fumble. the other cages are full of other creatures too? Nobody investigated them. So but two goddamn that? idiots are gonna go have to go investigate. I'm gonna peek around the corner a little bit. 
<laughs> you, you, on the floor. You go and you peek into the. It looks like one of the pens. The wall. Yeah, I'm like army in. crawling around the corner. I'm taking it really, really slow because I don't want to kick another rock again. So I'm literally on my arms, like yeah. crawling around the corner. You can hear the shuffling of the basilisk coming from uh, the arena area. Mm-hmm. But as you peek around this corner and into the pen whose wall has collapsed and is now exposed to this hallway. You see what appears to be the bones of a large wolf-type creature just laid across the ground. Um, there is a, a iron chain around one of the legs of this beast, um, but it looks like it was never able to get free, and it, it just died. Well, um, we could just descend into the arena and check those doors. I, can I do an investigation, yeah, to see if the doors are, like, exits? Yeah, well, I mean, they're doors. But right, but they don't lead here. to like the janitor's closet or something. Well, this is an arena. I'm trying to guess if these would lead to probably not another cage, but maybe to somewhere else. So these doors, as you guys step into the arena, making note to not look at the basilisk as you walk in. Yeah, definitely blindsiding myself. Um, and as you step down these stairs uh, and into the arena, which is covered in, again in dead goblins. It's almost slick with blood, although it's now starting to get kind of sticky as you walk through it. You can see the doors both appear to be large, intricate doors with um, like warrior figures carved into them, as if these would have been the entryways that contestants would have made their way into the arena. Okay, so... Um, And as you stand and, and look at these doors, you can hear the sounds of grunting coming from one of the doorways followed by uh, like a slamming sound as if something heavy is hitting rock and it's coming from the northernmost doorway should we knock can i identify (laughs) the grunting is it animalistic no it's humanoid for sure yeah it's it doesn't sound like an animal grunting and it sounds like something is is fighting something oh um i'm gonna cast clairvoyance past the door because i can assume that there's something beyond it i choose to see what's happening and I guess whatever's on the other side of the door would see um, it's a luminous, intangible orb about the size of a fist. Um, and yeah. That's, and that's it. And then I get to see what's going on. That would have been really useful at the worm chamber. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I always forget <laughs> that I have it. <laughs> Literally always forget that I have it. Can you do it as many times as you want? I can do it after I finish a short or long rest. Okay. Yeah, you fall to your knees and you begin to inhale deeply as you focus on your spirits. And as you close your eyes, you see nothing but darkness and you focus and you feel that burning hate that you felt when you first came into this cave. But as you speak and confer with these spirits, it dulls slightly. And as you open your eyes back up, they are glowing bright white. Um, but you don't see your allies and companions around you anymore. You see beyond this door. And what you see is what look to be three or four dead trolls laid on the ground in this cave. You see a large man with a warhammer holding himself up and a large gash cut across his chest as he breathes heavily from whatever fight he's doing. And you can see a smaller man, an older looking man, with a shield that's been battered to almost pieces and a sword that's been bent like a toothpick fighting against a troll. Do you recognize them? Do I recognize them? You don't recognize the larger figure. However, you've seen the uh, smaller figure hanging around the bar. He's almost like a familiar face, but you don't know his name. 
Okay. I would just like to describe everything that I'm seeing. Yeah. Enough that if they could recognize the person, they would kind of get the idea. Does that um, make sense? Yeah. Make Just make a charisma check for me. Okay. 18. Yeah. With an 18, you're, you're able to describe the, the scene you're seeing pretty well. And by the descriptions that she's given you, you guys do recognize these people that she has described. You recognize the larger figure with the Warhammer as Turles, one of the members of the Inquisition. Strangely, the other person she's describing sounds like Sarge. What? Okay. Why would Sarge I, I think be they need Turles? help. Who's Sarge? That, yeah, that he's the him? one that helped us get across the border, but he's the way you're making it sounds is he was fighting with the one that was chasing us across the border. Uh so we go open the door? Yes, I we open the door. We're allies. Yeah, you <laughs> fling this door open just in time to see Sarge toss his battered shield and sword to the ground, and you can see he has a long chain around his his wrists that is holding him down and he takes this chain and he runs at this troll and attempts to jump over it uh he does he jumps off of the knee of this troll and as he comes around the the backside he wraps the chain around the troll's neck pulling it to the ground and just as he does he yells do it now turles and he picks himself up with his warhammer and as he holds it over his head in a flash of light you see almost nothing, and then you see Turles standing over this troll. His warhammer slammed through the abdomen of this troll, and you can see Turles hold himself up with his warhammer as blood pours out of his open wound on his chest. Hey, hey boys. Hey, Sarge. Fuck. What are you guys doing down here? Are you in trouble? Blink once if yes. Blink twice if yes. He holds up his chained hands, uh, and he says, does it look like I'm here of my own free will? Is it just Turles and Sarge in here? You don't see Eorith or any other Inquisition members, just Turles and Where's Sarge. Where's the guy with the bag on his head? Hey, how, do, how does Turles look? Uh, he's pretty beat up. You can tell that that wound across his chest is, is doing a lot of damage to him. But as you uh, go to look at him, he is holding his hand over his chest and you can see like a glowing light off of his hand as the wound begins to close as he's casting a spell. Hey! Hey, you! <laughs> um, I don't know who the fuck you are, but my friends really hate you, so undo those chains. I will I will not do that. You have no right to my prisoner here. Uh, I attack him? Yeah. I support this. Okay, so, quick clarification. I'm gonna throw my uh, javelin of lightning. Non-lethal. <laughs> And so my javelin of lightning. Yeah. And cast ensnaring strike. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna try to interrupt him. Interrupt Kaka? Like, Why? Throw yourself in the way. Or... Why? Okay. Um. Third action. I literally don't like this. While fuckface is distracted, I'm going to cut Sarge's chain in half with my axe. Okay. I declare non-lethal. It's fine. You you're still... either gonna do it or you're not. Are you still gonna? Yeah. Okay, roll your damage. The the moves have been set. Okay. Or your attack. Casting it at second level. Sure. Wiz, is, Wiz and Les are just uh, watching this all happen. Does an 11 hit? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, a 12. Make your dexterity saving throw. 16. 
you throw this javelin, but as you do, Isaac steps in front of your attack and with his sword smacks your javelin out of the air as you go to throw it and it tumbles to the ground. Why? <laughs> because they're guild members now. We can't hurt them. I don't care about the guild. Just because they have to commit atrocities doesn't mean we have to. Just let it go. No! What? All I right. feel entirely morally justified yeah, in this you, decision. You slice through his chains, and you can see him like rub the chains where it's raw. Thank you. You're welcome. And then I do turn with my axe towards fucker over there. Um, like, I'm going to attack him next if I need to. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to like get ready to intervene, but I'm like, Sarge, explain what's going on here. How did you get here, and why is Turles and you fighting together? Sarge looks at you guys and he says you know i wouldn't willingly work with them right i mean the fact that you were in chains is pretty evident i, I believe you i'm just wondering you were just helping him kill that troll uh he says was more for mutual benefit than anything else i'm only here because they threatened someone i care about oh wow. i'm here to buy her time they're threatening isa <laughs> I was what makes you think it's Issa? What, what, I also what other it was women Issa. does this guy know? It, it's it's not Issa. Still, they're are threatening they, an innocent bystander. Are they threatening the lady that you delivered the package for? He doesn't answer you forthright, um, but you could tell he's withholding information. They said that if I helped them, they would give her time to escape. I have no reason to believe that they have lied to me. And he turns to Turley and says, But I'm done. I'm too old for this. Whatever fate waits me, I'm, I'm done fighting. And he sits to the on the ground and begins to nurse his wounds. Well, damn. You're not, like, giving up here, right? He, he looks at you and says, No, my whole life has been nothing but death and sadness and fighting. I'm done with that. Gotta be some highlights in there, right? Person you're fighting for? Special lady back home? It's not like that. While I've done good, my old bones can't take it anymore. Well, we can uh, certainly try to get you out of here, but every way we came in has been caved off. Turles says, Your man has upheld his bargain. I will keep him safe until we can return to the surface. And what about us? I suppose you were sent here for the same job I was then. Singri was quite happy to have someone willing to fight without asking questions. So you're stupid. Okay. That makes us stupid too, actually. We ask some questions. He says, no, I made a, an arrangement with him that will be mutually beneficial to both of our organizations should I succeed. Does it involve us? <laughs> he says, I like you, but you're small fry in all of this. So you're more of a personal mission rather than an official one. Yeah, you're more of a personal mission too, He buddy. laughs. What if you had a tragic accident? Oh, well, I wouldn't want something like an accident to befall something like me. Not when I have the advantage. You're already monologuing, what so what advantage? I don't know where his friend is at. Oh, that's one of them. But do you know where your friends are? I think you left something in Bog's Bottom. I found two particularly interesting subjects down a bottom of a well. Who did we leave at the bottom of a well? Phineas. Phineas and, and Flo. Flo. We couldn't find your siren friend. No rumors of her crossing the border. Wherever she's hidden, she's hidden herself well. But the slime girl is interesting. We've read books and, and tales of that crystal in her chest. 
and I have reason to believe that you have another one. What are you going to do with them? For now, I have asked that the slime one be left alive. Despite the protest from my commander, they would much rather rip her heart out now and see what it can do. And what makes you think that you and I, we're friends? Don't get me wrong, I have no mistakes that you would rather kill me here and leave my body to rot. Yes, I would. But I am all about making deals that move everyone forward. Is that why you torture and capture and take people from their homes you may not see it the way that we see it but we're helping people there are bigger pieces in play than you realize yambu straight up but i really don't like you especially using my friendship with flo and phineas to weasel your way into whatever we're doing do whatever you want but if you get in my way or if you try to stop me or hurt my friends, I'm a lot more powerful than you think. He he gives you a chuckle. He's like, dude, you don't even know what you're getting into down here. Oh, do you want to, like, team up and take them together? <laughs> Fuck you. Like I said, <laughs> I'm in a position that mutually benefits us both. I have information. In exchange for what? I want to be in the room when you meet the beholder. Why? Because that's what I was paid to do. So I'm going to guess how this is going to go. We're going to help you and your sorry ass get to the beholder. And then, oh my god, we're all going to get backstabbed, right? You're still useful to me. Oh my god, what a fucking What about your sociopath. friend? Yorth will do what I tell him to. Sorry, Yorth works for you? Aren't you guys partners? We are partners, but it is more of a servitude than anything else. Well, we're putting you in chains. Oh, I'm not going to come with you. I'm going to wait here. Well, then how are you going to get there? Oh, I already know the way. The issue is the way is blocked. Sarge says, he's not lying. We got to the door. There's some sort of anti-magic field in the way. You need some sort of keystones in order to get access to it. Four of them, to be precise. Where are these keystones at? Have you figured that out? Well, I sent Eorith after the, the most prominent lead, um, but he hasn't come back yet. Uh, he says, I expected to find one here. And he points to like a stone lockbox that's been busted open. But the chest was empty. Someone beat us here. Uh, real quick, could I, could I size this guy up? Like, could we take him? Based on the things you've seen, it would, you've seen him do, it would be a hard-fought fight. I mean, I don't, I don't think at this point he has any like reason to lie to us. He's also probably got a pretty good method to counter anything that we try. I'm just pissed because we know he's going to fucking betray us at the end. We just have to go along with it. Yeah, I'm not shocked. Whatever. Let's just go kill a beholder. Well, we have to go find the stones first. Yeah, okay. What what way do we go? They said they were already looking for one in the ruins of the city, and Yorith took the baghead man. Well, so okay. Kako huffs off and goes to the other door. You go to this door across the arena, leaving Sarge and Turles behind you. As you push the door open, it's a long, dark tunnel, and you can hear water rushing. And in fact, you could feel like a mist in the air as you open this tunnel. You walk down this tunnel, and as you step through this stone archway that leads out to the open light area, you find yourself standing at the foot of a bridge that is seated next to a large waterfall where hot spring water is running through this tunnel 
And more importantly, on the other side of the bridge, you can see a man, but his back is turned to you. Hello. <laughs> this figure turns around, and it is a, a man in a eye mask who sees you standing there, brushes off his hand before reaching for uh, a scimitar on his side. Uh, don't move! Why? Uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll kill you. Don't, you! don't you know who we are? No, who are you? We're... You really don't know who we are. <laughs> no, I honestly have no idea who you are. You're wearing a mask. Make a, de- <laughs> make a deception check. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, right? I know you really don't know who he is. That's <laughs> uh, an eighteen. <laughs> really? Yeah. Truly. We're a little lost. Is this, is this your bridge? What are you doing down here? Turn back. Do you know who I am? It's not important. Go back. You're well, not supposed to be here. Well, it is. I'm Kako Ekeo, the famed monster hunter. That means... I, I... That means I'm here to hunt monsters <laughs> in this monster-infested underground citadel. I don't remember anyone saying that there was going to be a monster hunter here. What? Do you... Do you not read the inter-office memos? I'm not I'm not the health inspector. Okay, inspe- now I know you're lying to me. I'm not the health inspector. <laughs> I come whenever I want. Like, I don't... No, 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 no. This is our hideout. You need to go. I'm not trying to hide out anywhere. I'm trying to come here to kill monsters. I'm gonna disguise. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna disguise self on the back of the group. I'm gonna put a bag on my head and have the little symbol to match him. Be like, "Hey!" And I'm gonna push past everybody. Be like, "Don't you know who we are?" Oh, oh, sorry. I I wasn't expecting anyone to. I was told just to watch the bridge and to stop anyone who comes down here. Yeah, but not us. Obviously, we're with you. I. I didn't realize no one ever comes down this this way. We have orders. Uh, okay. Um, I can't really argue with that. Yeah, don't let me catch you slipping again. I'm, I'm sorry. Reported. I'm sorry, please. I, I, it's only like my first week here. I, you're right. hey, doing hey, a buddy, job. it's okay. I put a, a hand on his shoulder. I'm like, you know, we all go through it. My first week was horrible. <laughs> he, his shoulders kind of slump, and he lets out a sigh of relief. <laughs> he says, oh... Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, you're doing fantastic. I really thought you were going to stab me. Uh, he says, uh, yeah, stairs are, are right over there. And he, he points down to a small stone path that leads below to the river area. Uh, you'll find the others up ahead. They're at the portal. Thank you. And as everybody kind of makes their way, I'm going to hang back and be like, by the way, you should kind of work on your stance for oh, intimidation. Yeah. Just kind of spread your legs a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's he, it. He that's the one. And holds his hand out like, like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make sure you got a deep voice too. Deep voice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't come o- any closer. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Spot on. I look over my shoulders. I'm going like, see you later, Freddy. You didn't tell me your name, so I think it's Freddy. We don't. We don't give our names. All right, calling you Freddy. <laughs> All right, let's just go. Let's go. Let's can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> Something was going to eventually. That was very good. Uh, point of inspiration all around. Hey. That's a good way to handle that. Are we going to go down to this portal thing, or are we going to keep going past? Do we want to get involved with this secret organization right I mean, now? if we turn around and go back, they're going to fucking know. Freddy's going to snitch. Um, and as you look back towards the gate that you walked through you can get a good look at what the archway looks like and strangely unlike the dwarven imagery that you've seen elsewhere in this cave the archway 
resembles that of the gaping maw of a beholder. Sharp teeth hang down over the archway, and a great eye with a jewel in the center of it overlooks the bridge. Why didn't I put two and two together before? What? What? This organization. Yeah, it's working for the beholder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, but you know, if I put ravens and eyes together, you guys are like, that makes no fucking sense at all. Well, and yeah, then, like ravens like, have eyes and they watch. Ravens yes. and eyes, I don't really see it. Well, you know, sometimes we all have our days. Okay, well, I still have my disguised self. Okay, so could you just take the head of the pack and lead us into this place until we can allocate more masks? All yeah. Right. So you make your way down this footpath and Mm -hmm. down to the river that is running through this cave. And as you get to the walkway that sits alongside this river, the heat from the water is almost unbearable. And as you find yourself at another set of stairs that leads further down, as another waterfall kind of just tumbles the water down this this river, and you can see a couple more of these waterfalls up ahead. And as you make your way down this footpath, you find yourself at a crossroads between the river and the uh like the natural formation of the cave and up ahead uh beyond the next dip of water you can hear voices but you can't see them from where you are this sound familiar it just sounds like people talking all right i'm gonna scout so there's the footpath for the the water actually ends at this crossroad oh so it goes the river continues about another 30 feet before you see it drop off an edge oh so okay you're at and a... then there's voices below that yes below this down this tunnel. gotcha okay i understand so i'm gonna kind of like continue to the edge of the path and peek down see where these people are you can't really get a good look because the path ends but like 30 feet before the next drop off oh um you can just hear the voices coming from that direction i have water walk you want to walk across the water yeah Okay. Yeah, you step across this water and Jesus. <laughs> and make your way. Are you being stealthy? Uh yeah. Okay. Well, make a... as stealthy as I can be, water walking. Sure. Make so a stealth splink, check. Splink, splink, splink. Eighteen plus three is twenty-one. Yeah. As you uh, walk your way to the edge where this waterfall tumbles over it's another about 20 foot drop into a swirling pool at the bottom where the water and the foam from the waterfall are kind of creating almost like a cyclone but it's not violent it's just kind of mesmerizingly swirling before it continues off down the rest of this path and at the center of this pool of water on a raised stone platform you can see what appears to be a dark stone obelisk with runes carved into it and floating around it are other pieces of obsidian that are kind of being magically propelled into the air and you could see a glowing green light emanating from this stone every couple minutes you see someone pop into existence and step off of this platform And then you see another man who appears to be the guy in charge uh, reading off uh, like notes and grabbing something on the side of his head as he points new people into this this obelisk. Oh, okay. So this is just where like they're coming in from. Yeah, it appears to be some sort of portal that leads somewhere else. I have an idea. I want to look like one of the people that just teleports in. I want to use probably greater invisibility, sneak my way down there and appear and keep going with where they send me. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a couple difficult rolls because you'd have to drop 20 feet 
uh, from the waterfall to to the water below you. Well, I didn't use my once a day levitate, just twenty feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Park. aren't isn't greater invisibility also concentration? Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> but you can absolutely try that. I'm gonna go back, be like, hey, there's new people from the eyes coming in down there, and they're like teleporting in. They're going. Mm. So you said this was a crossroads. Is there any other way like through this area? So you have the river that runs across, and yeah. then you have a tunnel that goes to the north. You could see it split off, and then it disappears into darkness. And then you could see the tunnel that kind of winds to your south. Is this like a rapid river? Could we cross this pretty easily? Uh, it's not a rapid river. It's not running super quickly. It is very hot water, though. And while your silver weave will protect you from things like heat exhaustion, it doesn't protect you from burns. We uh, would basically boil to death but not feel it. Yes. Oh. I can cast Water Walk, I think, on multiple people. Is that like a cantrip? Or would there be a spell slot? No, we, it would be a spell slot. But... Are we just going to assault these people? I mean, we don't have to assault. I say, you guys aren't heading in that direction if you cross the river anyway. So we'd be heading away from... Ah, oh, up to ten willing creatures. Okay, yeah. I, I think that's a good plan then, is cross and get away from them to continue on. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, cast on everybody so we can cross over. Yeah, you guys walk across this river and uh, find yourselves on the stone path that leads north. And as you do, you see two different paths. You see one that that disappears into darkness, and the other one you can see what appears to be almost like a a glowing flame coming from that direction. Well, clearly we go towards the darkness. (laughs) Should we? Okay, so darkness. Are we consenting to that? Yeah, I'll take the lead since I can see in the dark. Sure, I'm going to pull out my ever-burning torch. Yeah. You guys walk down this path. As you do, you hear footsteps coming from the other direction. But as you walk into this this tunnel, you leave them behind you. And you hear them pass by the entranceway, not noticing that you have taken this path. As if there's some sort of group patrolling the area. Mm. And as you disappear down this, this dark tunnel, it goes on for about a good 80 feet. Before you arrive at what appears to be just a dead end, there's not much here um it looks like this was once some sort of makeshift mining camp um but it's long been abandoned the tools have long gone to rot um why doesn't everyone make a perception check for me um i got an 11 i got a seven total (laughs) i got a 14 (laughs) kako thanks to your dark vision as Wiz moves his torch around the room, your eyes catch something about 20 feet in the air above this room. Uh, you see what appears to be kind of like a, a hidey hole dug about 20 feet into the air, and you can see a pair of boots sticking out of the hole. I see some boots up there. I'm not sure if it's a person or a dead person. Uh, either way, I think that boots would be nice. Selfish, but sure. I'll, I'll, lift, I'll help you get up there. Not necessarily from me. You want to help him? Sure. Yeah, you could if you want to make a athletics check. What's seventeen plus eight? Yeah, you, she <laughs> super boosts you up there as she <laughs> helps you get up. She throws you a good like twelve feet into the air and eventually reach up. And as you grab the the boot, it snaps off and tumbles down. <gasps> oh um, my god! But you're able to like pull yourself up into this hole. You killed him. Okay, and it's like a person's like I can stand up here. 
Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's dwarf size, so oh, it's a so bit I, of a, oh, a bit tight of, fit. Okay. My leg! Uh, this, is, this is a skeleton that I'm Yes, over. yeah, you are standing over some sort of skeletal remains of, of a dwarf. He is clinging onto a large brass key, hunched over dead. Probably been here for thousand years cool first i'm gonna take the brass key yeah crack well Kako's uh, distracted i'm gonna see if the boot the fell is my size <laughs> sure the one boot yeah because then i'll have to fight me for it it's a i mean it's a dwarven foot i mean your foot you know would fit in our, there it probably wouldn't be a comfy fit. around all right i don't care can, about it then can i appraise the boot is there anything special about it or is it just a shoe it's just a shoe okay yeah it doesn't, it doesn't it's not even a particular <laughs> Mike literally said shoe. big brass key and you guys are like boot <laughs> boot the I boot i wanted the boot because kako wanted the boot okay can i inspect the key would i be able to discern what this might be too or are there any markings on it also how big we talking is this big for a dwarf or is it big for an elf it's big for anybody. <laughs> okay. We're talking about like key to the city kind of big? Like six, six inch key. How many bananas big is the key? Okay. That's, that's a good size key. Yeah. It's a significant key. And as you look at this room, you can see a handwritten note written into the wall. In like blood. scratched. No, it's like scratched in with a rock. Ah, uh, okay. That just says, I'm sorry I stole from you. I got stuck and I'm sorry. I forgive you. And then I pocket the key. <laughs> and there's nothing else up here. It looks like he had climbed his way up here and then got stuck and abandoned and wasn't able to get back down. That's so sad. That's horrifying. He could have jumped. Okay. I'm going to gently lower myself down and, you know, drop. Kako, you good up there? Oh, I'm down now. I can't see shit. <laughs> you have your torch. Where are we heading now, guys? Probably back the way we came. This is a dead end. But... It's up to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should go back. Being careful not to run into any patrols or anything. Yeah, based on your evidence, the patrol went back the way you guys originally were and crossed the river. Do you think that patrol is going to run into a... Freddy? Freddy. Do you think he might alert them that there's a large group of strangers watching around? Hopefully he's just, like, green enough that I'll just keep his mouth mouth shut. Yeah, right. Maybe he'll be too worried that he gets fired for letting the wrong people in. Yeah. So he just doesn't admit to the mistake. Blames it on Jacob. <laughs> just gonna okay. name them all. So we keep going down the other path? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As you walk back out, you eventually find yourself in a similar cave entryway to the one you originally arrived into when you took the elevator down. In fact, you could see about 300 feet down the way the collapsed tunnel that you originally walked through where you fought the purple worm. Across the way, you can see a very intricately carved door adorned with skeletons and weapons, uh, as well as two pillars with similar type carvings. And then further down to the east, you can see what appears to be a collapsed bridge before this tunnel curves and disappears down the way. So I guess intricate doorway is probably our first bet. Probably. Do we recognize any of the symbols? It appears to be mainly symbols of death. Things like reapers, skeletons, entombed beings. It's a very intricately carved door. My high school bedroom. <laughs> um, but beyond that, you can see words that are written pretty recently that are attached to this door that says, no entry, danger ahead. And there's a steel bar that's been placed across the door. And Lessa looks up above the, the door and she says, um, I'm pretty sure this is a temple of some description. And she sees, like, words in Dwarvish to describe it as some sort of burial grounds. 
So what exactly does it say? It basically describes this is a warrior's burial ground. So it's a tomb. Wouldn't it be the Kigurath guy that was mentioned to us last time? So this is probably a really good hiding place for some kind of magical key, but also cursed. That's fine. We should check it out. Let's check it out. I pull the bar away from the door. Yeah. And open the door. Yeah, as you pull the door, it creaks with restraint as you try and pull it open. You don't see anyone who immediately notices this, but as it creaks in, you see like a a slit of light that cuts through this darkness, and it's very dusty and dirty in here, as if no one's walked these grounds in quite a long time. You can see evidence of footprints, but also have a coating of dust over them. Are they one-way footprints? You see them go in, and then you see them come back out. Okay. Okay, that's probably... Do you see any drag marks? That's that's probably a good sign. Yes! Oh, God! That's probably less of a good sign. (laughs) That's a bad bad sign. Okay, so we ingress. You guys push through this door, and as you walk in and step through the threshold, the door creaks shut behind you on its own, as if there's some sort of mechanism that keeps it closed off. Ah, that's reassuring. Why are dwarves so crafty? (laughs) Uh, we're intuitive. We like to come up with new things. Yeah. <laughs> As those of you with dark vision look around this room, you see sparks, and you see a figure standing with his back to a pillar. And you can see their face illuminate. Um, and it's another masked figure, but this one is wearing much more regal outfits, something a lot more fancier than your standard foot soldier that you saw, like, with Frederick. Mm. Um, or Freddy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Um... Very similar almost to the outfit you saw when you were attacked in the alleyway before you got your same dude. Um, It's not the same dude. His outfit has differences that you can tell. Mainly the color is different. Mm. Um, He's wearing like dark blue robes. Imagine if it was the same guy. You're like, you. (laughs) I should have known that it would have been you four who showed up here. Drawl, I've kept my eye on you. And we should have known it was you, R. Unimportant. That's a horrible name. I'm very humble of you. Thank you. Drawl, I'm only here to serve. To serve? To serve the needs of the city. Something uh, I believe you stand in direct opposition of at this moment. Nah, man, I let everybody live their life how they want. Unless it fucks with other people's life, then that's not really cool. Unless it's a beholder or someone you disagree with. You must forgive my hesitation in believing something like that. Look, I get it. I believe my reputation precedes me. Oh um, no, it does. I oh, do no. not I don't I don't kill the monsters that don't eat the baby. Kako, you are vilified here. <laughs> if the beholder man does not eat the baby, I can't really kill him, you know? But we gotta call it beholder man. Do you I guess, I guess I don't This um, is the time for this conversation. <laughs> uh does the beholder eat the baby? He tosses the match to the ground. I do not know of any babies who've been eaten. It's a metaphorical baby. Well, <laughs> is it? Because is it? I've been under the impression they were physical, <laughs> literal babies. What are the babies a metaphor for? I have also for? been under the impression that they were literal babies. Are they not? Kako, what are the babies a metaphor for? <laughs> Tell us right now. Innocent people. Well, that's I dumb, Kako. That's like babies. the most direct metaphor I could babies possibly... Babies are innocent. But... Look, I apologize. Common is not my first, second, or third language. If you're asking me if his hands are clean, of course not. No one in this city's hands are clean. Because he doesn't have hands? 
metaphorical hands for metaphorical <laughs> babies. I like this Can guy. we not talk in metaphors? This my head hurts. Wiz is just like... <laughs> fucking blaze so fucking right high. Just like, <laughs> as, as his match burns out, you see nothing but darkness as your eyes adjust. And then you see another match light as he stands over Lessa. He says, so you've brought the deep child then. I should have figured you wouldn't leave her alone, always dragging her into trouble. I like to think of it as an educational opportunity. Don't I touch also her. like to think of it as an educational opportunity. I would also just like... I. She is an adult. She doesn't have to follow me around. As he holds the match in front of his face and, and near Lessa's face, he says, Well, if you truly want to know what it is you're capable of, find the keystones and meet me at the end. And as the match burns out and everything goes dark, he disappears and you're alone again. Lessa looks at Yukako and says, What do you think he meant by that? Well... He either is privy to some knowledge about the origin of your powers, or he's just trying to say weird things to spook you. Or both. Or both. He, well, he seemed creepy, but he didn't seem bad. Creepy guys love monologuing. Okay. Yeah. Kako loves monologuing. Say, take that as you will. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot me. dispute it. I do not monologue. I'm an author. I write my monologues. Regardless, I lean down to Lessa. We won't let anybody hurt you, as long as even one of us is standing. We're going to fight them together, so team. And if I'm being honest, I have complete confidence in your abilities to clear this whole place yourself. Oh, I, I don't know about that. What? I don't either. Well, I have Practice confidence makes perfect. in her. I have unending faith in you. I don't have faith in all of us to be able to do that. I believe in all of us. I believe in every single one of us hell yeah um, me too friendship and lessa says well we need to go then and she touches the door and as she touches the door that the man was standing in front of torches around this room light up and the whole room is now illuminated and you're standing in front of a another intricate door doorway this one depicting entombed or enshrined warriors of this dwarven city and there are two statues on either side of this doorway standing on top of the pillars that the man was leaning against and rave as you look at these statues that hatred that you felt uh from your spirit sears even harder than it's been, ha been since you've been in here and you find yourself uncontrollably taking three steps towards this door your hand trembling as it reaches for its axe